Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Because We Love Finding Meaning After Loss podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Haycock. I am a certified and accredited life coach, grief coach, and certified grief educator. And I wanted to create a podcast and a platform for individuals to share their stories of not only the trauma and the loss, and it's not just the loss of loved ones through death when we think of grief, it's any kind of loss. And I wanted to create this space for individuals to share their stories, but not just the story of the trauma and the loss, but the story of how they found healing, the different modalities and tools that they use to not only live their life, but then turn around and help others do the same. I am inspired by all of my guests and I hope that you will be too. So whether you're the griever and you're trying to figure out how on earth you're going to navigate this life and navigate these losses, or you're somebody who is supporting a loved one who is grieving and you're wondering how on earth do I help them? What do I say? What do I not say? I'm going to be interviewing individuals who are going to give you some tools. I will speak to professionals who will be able to give us some insight as well. So vulnerability and authenticity is my jam. And I hope that you are going to find some or all of these episodes inspiring, useful, and authentic and real. So even though we're talking about some difficult topics, there will be some humor, there will be some laughter. I know that's hard to understand, but there is. So let's get vulnerable, people. Hi, my friends. I have a special guest today. I just have to share a funny story. So I don't know if you are like me, where you get on social media and all of a sudden people are dropping into your messages, trying to gross sell you and you know it. So it's like block. I mean, I'm just cannot do it. And I've always promised that I would never do that. And I'm still holding true to that because it just is a gross feeling. Well, I get this email a while back and I thought, oh, here we go. Someone's trying to gross sell me something. But of course I read it and I very quickly understood that that's not what was happening here. I received this email from Angela Clement and she had found me through a friend and she holds these grief summits and asked if I would be willing to come on and just share my story of loss. And it was amazing. And I, I loved our Zoom chat. So then after the summit, I get lovely messages from individuals who attended and, you know, how they share their story and how I can help them. And as Angela and I were talking, I was like, wait, right. She needs to be on my show. So I asked her if she would come on and share her story. And we have a lot in common. And I know that there's going to be a lot of you who can really relate to Angela. And she's doing amazing work as well. So I know that you'll, I know that some of you are going to really resonate. 
So Angela is a former school principal. She's had profound experiences with the spiritual world all of her life. After an energy healer helped heal her young son of a rare disease, Angela became fascinated with the healing arts. When her husband Blaine was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, Angela began to use healing as a way to help her through the intense emotion. After he passed in October of 2021, she used her own coaches and healers to help her move through the grief. At the same time, she researched to better understand her grief and through applying what she'd learned, began to expand her new life. Angela has studied several modalities of energy healing and has built a community of support for others who are grieving. Angela helps others find their inner light and wisdom so that they too can use it to heal themselves. She's passionate about helping those that are grieving find hope and to live a life of joy and excitement despite their challenges. She shares her story on her Facebook page, Widowhood and Woo Woo, which I love that name, and holds group sessions for those in grief. She has been a guest speaker on podcasts and online summits and hosts a free online series on grief that provides needed information about the grieving process and the process of awakening to who we truly are. As a certified coach, Angela also provides one-on-one grief support and healing for those who find themselves in grief. She shares ways to live life to the fullest after a loss and helps us better understand and support those who are in grief. Let's talk to Angela. Hi, Angela. Thank you so much for being a part of the Because We Love Finding Meaning After Loss podcast. And I'm excited to have you on the show. So happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So it was so interesting because I received an email from you. I was on your show and then I was like, wait a minute, you need to be on mine. So so I really only know a snapshot actually of your story because when I was on your show, I was only talking about me, wasn't I? So, um, So I'm glad to have you here. And Angela, why don't you just share wherever you want to start your story And then we'll take it from there. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll start, you know, I grew up um, or married my husband of 35 years. Um, We lived on a ranch uh, in Valmarie, which is a very small community in Southwest Saskatchewan. And we had you know, a cow-calf operation. Um, I was a principal at the school and we had two beautiful children. And, um, you know, we were, we were ready to retire. Uh, my husband had sold the ranch. I was almost ready to retire from being the principal of the school there. And we were going to embark on some traveling and, and, um, you know, we had, we had dreams for retirement. And then in January of 2021, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. It was stage four. And so he passed away in October. So all of those dreams and plans and 
everything just kind of got yanked out from underneath of us. I retired from my position to look after him. And also um, we moved because we needed to be closer to a hospital. And my son lives here in Maple Creek where I live now. Uh, and, and so we, you know, we just made this huge shift over such a short period of time. And um, I found myself really lost after he passed. You know, I just, I, <laughs> I was completely uprooted, you know, no job, <laughs> retirement, you know, new place where I was living. I don't really know a lot of people here, you know, other than my son and and yet I felt like, you know, he, we had done everything right. You know, everything that we could do, we did. And, um, but now what? So just to kind of go back a little bit, when my son was very young, he was diagnosed with Hirschsprung's disease and, um, we had some surgery and things, but it just didn't work that well. And so I was advised to go to this energy healer. And so we did. And I remember my husband just, oh, well, <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was saying, I can't believe we're going to see a witch <laughs> <laughs> all the way there. But it was a huge help for him. And so that kind of launched me into a whole interest on energy healing. And even though I was very interested, I really didn't take it seriously until um, he was diagnosed. And then I just felt like I really need to learn this, this stuff for him, for me. Um, and so I did, you know, um, I started to take classes. Uh, I practiced with him. Um, I am you know, called on other energy healers to help me with my emotions. And then when he passed, it just seemed natural for me to continue to just yes. keep pursuing that. And so that's what I did. I, I signed up for a couple of energy healing classes, one of which um, ended up introducing me to a whole lot of different modalities, which was wonderful. And then uh, part of it was marketing. And so I ended up um, doing a summit, an online summit, which I will tell you, I would have never guessed I would do. I was a quiet principal. I was not, you know, the robust leader that, you know, just, it, I was very quiet. And so, so you just put your head down, you did your yeah. job, but you were not the public figure, didn't like the spotlight oh, or. I didn't feel like it. No. And I felt like, you know. I would, I had a newsletter I wrote, you know, in for the school. And when I went to admin meetings, I would say what I needed to say, you know, but there was no need to do more than that. In fact, it felt to me like a lot of fear. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So here you are in the front of everyone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That and is everything amazing. was scripted, right? So it was all, you know, I felt felt comfortable if I had a script in front of yes. me. Yes. And, and so now it's, you know, stepping into this is just so strange, but I'm hugely enjoying it for some reason. So <laughs> I just uh, keep doing yeah. it. Keep yeah. doing it, but do what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, so if we just go back to you have this plank because we talk about grief right and we always think of grief as the loss of someone 
through death, which sadly happened for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's, you know, with that, there's a lot of losses. I mean, you had loads of losses along the way so you have this dream you you were retiring you guys were going to travel and then that changed that was a loss then you move so you actually physically move to a place where you don't know anyone Mm -hmm. except your son so there's more loss and rebuilding so when you're I mean tell us what you kind of when you said it was just I felt lost like what what was it that you felt with all these losses? It's huge. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I really started digging into my spirituality because I didn't know where else to turn. So it was like, okay, God, angels, whatever, you know, whatever I can grasp, because what else is there, right? Um Yes, I had lots of family and support and and friends, but sometimes, you know, you just need more. It's just there isn't a lot that they can do for you. It's it's yes, they can be there and that's great. But it's it's me that has to look after me and figure out what I need. Right. So because the thing is, with these kinds of losses, nobody can go where you are they can't come with you to that deep level of pain and grief can they they can come so far to support you but they can't go to that level yeah yeah so i really just started to you know ask for help you know whatever form that would take and i found a lot of things online you know I I would get online and and things would speak to me they would come to me you know there would be some type of inspiration that would come out of a quote or or somebody would I would gravitate to someone um, that would have messages for me so it was that kind of thing and then it kind of evolved into you know messages that I would just hear in my head like read the new earth what (laughs) you know and so I did it you know, I did it. And, and so that was kind of how I walked myself through. Now looking back, I realized that was how I got through. Yes. So you had family support, friends support, and obviously, but then you're in a place where you only know a few people, but from Mm -hmm. a distance, you have this support, right? But then it sounds like you were really intentional about finding help. Is yeah. that right? Were you kind of mm-hmm. doing a deep dive? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and there were a couple of key things, you know, one was an article that was written by Sean Doyle about how to feel better after you lose your spouse. It was like four things. And, um, I, I really resonated with that article and then found his book and read it. The sun still rises. And that was huge for me. It was very positive. And then I found, uh, Julie Clef online. Uh, it was a quote that she had put about, you know, um, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I've got it right here. People will tell you that you will grieve for a lifetime. I choose otherwise. I choose the path from hurt to hope to healing every day. And that was the quote that led me to her. And then I took um, my grief coach um, certification from her in the end, actually. So, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. So you had, and that's the thing about what, like with this podcast and the different episodes, everybody has a different story, of course. And then also different story about how they process their pain, what type of modalities that they use that help them. And that's why I think this discussion and these conversations are so important because someone's going to resonate and go, oh, I need to do that. I need to look for her. I need to find her. I need to do these things, try them on, see see if it fits. So, So that's why it's so important to talk about what are some of the things and modalities that you used? So Mm -hmm. these are a few of the things. What else did you do? Did you do therapy? Did you go to Reiki healing? What, like, what exactly (laughs) did you do? Everything? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever came to me, but, um, I did take, um, a couple of classes from Alan Harriet who teaches the wonder method, which is, um, really an, a way of going internally it's 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 not really meditation but it's actually a form of feeling in your body um, that really led me to sit and um just be you know just be and it felt so good to kind of just let the mind go it wasn't easy to do um sometimes but just taking the classes and walking through it with him was super for me. Yeah. And just, and, and healing at a very deep level, it sounds like for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really. And then uh, when I took these other modalities, you know, um, one was Reiki, there was theta healing, you know, and it was a snapshot into each, you know, uh, shamanism journeying with with that. Um, I went to a couple of retreats and and I like drumming now. Drumming really helps me heal. And so that's another modality that I've really stepped into Um, more for myself right now because I can't figure figure out how to play the drum online and not make it sound like it's something. (laughs) Yes, exactly. There were people are like, Oh, (laughs) I mean, you know, I've gone to sound healing, sound baths with gongs and the bowls. And I, at first I was like, what is this? I don't know. I'm just going to go try it out. I, I mean, it was, this is amazing it was absolutely amazing and it takes practice to get into the zone where you are your mind's not racing about what you need to eat and where you know what do you have to do all the groceries that you have to buy and but but the practice of that of that quieting of the mind and the noise that energy from the sound amazing amazing so these retreats that you went on I assume they're in Canada. Is that right? Well, no, actually in Sedona. So oh, okay. I have an aunt and uncle that have a, a place in Mesa. And so it felt natural for me to go visit them. And I've always wanted to go to Sedona. There's always been something calling me about that. And so I took it, you know, it, it was a brave step. It was, it, I got on a plane and I flew down there and I took a week just by myself in Sedona and, and signed up for this. Well, spirit quest was the one I went to the first time. And then I went back and did another retreat. Um, and so, yeah. And I learned so many 
things through that. I mean, I, it hit many modalities. The shamanism was huge there. Um, that was probably the biggest thing, but I also experienced the sound healings, the breath work, you know, just so much. And, and all of it, um, you know, some of it speaks to you more than others, but all of it is profound in some way. That is such a good point. And I think that's the thing about the modalities, like grabbing at different things. And like I said, trying on seeing what fits. And like you said, some are more deep and more meaningful, but as a whole, there's a holistic approach. All of it together makes a beautiful healing process, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It really um, does. Amazing. Yeah. And so you, so you go through obviously this significant loss and this dreams that you guys had together. And it sounds like, I mean, from diagnosis to the time that he passed was very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, did you just think what, what the hell has just happened? Cause it's so oh, yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for the most of that 10 months, I just kept thinking to myself, I have to stay positive. I have to stay positive. Like, you know, this isn't necessarily, you know, he might be able to beat this, you know, even though I knew the odds were stacked. um, It just, it just felt like if I stayed positive, things just might turn around, right. That, that things would get better. And it was always grappling with the fact that it might not work out and then pulling my mind back to stay positive and I was struggling with the whole idea of manifestation because I knew about that and I was like I don't want to manifest anything worse than this like I need to stay positive right and that whole time I was stuffing emotion right stuffing it so much by the time that you know I realized what I was doing when I when I got with my grief coach I was just a volcano, right? Like just ready to erupt. And I couldn't understand why, you know, if I started crying, I couldn't stop. Well, there was so much that I had stuffed. Yeah, Yeah, because it is an interest. It is when you're the carer and the caretaker of your loved one, you know, yes, of course you want to stay positive. And if that is norm your normal go-to you know that's all the negative nelly type that is you know the positive and caring for them and having that be the energy and the you know the positivity around the situation um it is so difficult to then let that guard down, feel those emotions, especially if you're the caretaker it's like right what's next got to do this 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 and it's, it's exhausting as well. So I imagine, yeah, it makes perfect sense that afterwards, then it just hits and then you, the floodgates open. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for somebody who is a caretaker, you know, the, the spouse or anybody actually of how to release those emotions during the process of anticipatory grief or anticipatory loss? Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I just remember Blaine, you know, he almost needed me every minute of the day. You know, it just, it got to the point of where, you know, if he had to get up to go to the bathroom, I needed to be there. 
you know, we couldn't wait. It wasn't, you know, it was that kind of urgency. And so I felt like I couldn't really get away, you know, and I didn't want to be a wreck in front of him. You know, I I wanted to be strong and, and that's what we're told, right. Is to be strong and, you know, but I think if I had to do it over again, you know, the times when I needed to break down, I think I would have done it Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) and done it. Um, and, and had that, you know, I'm not saying this out of regret. It's, it's just, it's just, if you can be in the moment with that person and spend that time with them and keep your heart open, because mine was pretty much slammed shut because that was the only way I knew to cope. I mean, it was, It was beautiful looking after him. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did all the things that I did with the energy healing and all of that. But I could have let myself be real, be authentic, and keep my heart open through all of that experience. Um, But it's hard to do. It really is. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I think that's the thing. It's, you know laying your head on the pillow, knowing you did everything mm-hmm. that you could, did and that you could, and there's no regrets. I totally get that. It's just so good to be able to say for those who might be in this situation, here's yeah. some of my advice. Now, looking back after a couple of years, I wish I would have done these things. So yeah, you're so, it's so right that it's not easy at all mm-hmm. yeah and I will say that you know I thought because we had a counselor kind of attached to us that we had access to and I kept saying you know what? what's that person going to say to me that I don't already know how are they possibly going to help me and so I didn't use that resource and looking back it might have been a good idea right they maybe could have walked me through some of the thoughts that i was thinking and some of the emotions that i was feeling and you know helping me to open that some yeah. i don't know but but it's if it's there and people are being offered that then perhaps maybe they should look into it I mean if it's there it's there for a reason if it works for you great yes yes and so you've you've taken this loss of your partner caretaking move and all the while now rebuilding and doing something new and you've obviously taken all these courses and stuff so what exactly are you doing what you so you said you're certified in grief coaching what Mm -hmm. else is it that you do that perhaps someone go oh my I need to contact Angela today yeah well um what do I do well I (laughs) I try to get the message of hope out to people. That is my biggest mission because I felt like when he passed there, I just felt like I was going to be like this forever. You know, when can you ever let go of all this sadness? This is just, you know, I'm going to be like this. Nobody has any words for me that say, you know, this is going to get better. And I just refuse to believe that. I refused to believe that I was going to have to be stuck in grief like that for my whole life. 
And so um, I just kept searching until I found somebody. And so my big mission in life is to make sure people understand that they don't have to live in sadness all the time. It's not, it's not something, you know, how people say, well, you'll grieve for a lifetime. Well, maybe so, but it's, that's not really how it is. <laughs> there yeah. is, and there is excitement and there is, you know, passion for life in between those grief moments that get farther and farther apart. And so it's not the gloom and doom, you know, that it seems like people say it is. And, and that's what I had latched onto. And that's what I try to tell people. There is hope. There is hope to heal from it. It is a beautiful message because I've talked to others who have said, you know, I looked at somebody who was further down the road and they're still walking, breathing. And not only are they doing that, but they're rebuilding and they're transforming and they're they are creating a life around their pain. And that's what I always tell people. You can create a life of passion and purpose around your pain. You can take it with you. There is a difference between grief and suffering, isn't it? It's not, you don't have to suffer forever, right. all day, every moment of every day. And mm -hmm. that's, that is, uh, that message of hope is beautiful. And so how, how can people find you? I know you've got um, a workshop coming up and all of that. And I'm going to put all the details in the show notes, but how can people find you, Angela? Um, well, I have a Facebook page called Widowhood and Woo Woo, which is uh, um, just a place for me to post some things about my blog um, that, I, that I send out every so often. I'll put another post. I was just basically my journey, but something that maybe people in grief can relate to and maybe get some ideas from. And then I also have, um, uh, I send out a newsletter. So my website is healingenergy.world. And so you can sign up there. Um, you will sign up for my summits. You know, I have free summits that come out. So interviews like you, <laughs> you can yes, see yeah. with Lisa, you know, coming up early in May. And then I also host um, grief, what I call grief group get togethers. Basically, it's just a space where people can come and either share their story or not. There's no pressure. It's, um, it's just a space where we can have our grief acknowledged, um, have a place where we can uh, share advice, um, things that are working for us. And it, it's turned out to be a beautiful group. Um, and so everyone's welcome to join that. And it's, it's, it's free too. So it's amazing. Yes. I said workshop, but I meant summit. That's the, that's mm -hmm. the word I was looking for. Yeah. That's amazing. And so we'll put all the links in the show notes so that people can contact you. They can join, they can sign up for your newsletter. They can sign up for your summits and, mm -hmm. and follow you. And, um, that's great because one of the things that I think that we need to, continue to share is the hope and you have that message and that's and that is such an important important message so I just want to thank you for sharing your story and also providing a platform for people not only to share their story but 
just a safe, confidential place for individuals. So mm-hmm. that was wonderful. So yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. So appreciated it. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely.